Welcome to the Different Ways of Thinking show. I'm your host, Brandon Roseanne, and today we're going to be talking about Chapter 4 of The Magic of Thinking Big, How to Think Big, Part 2. Last, we left off on phrases that create small negative mind images and phrases that create big positive mind images. And again, we will be going into Part 2 of this podcast, and we will be finishing Chapter 4, so I am extremely excited to get back into it so we can talk about other ways to improve how big we think. So, let's get into it, you guys. So, Mr. David J. Schwartz provides us with four ways to help develop a big thinker's vocabulary. Number one being, use big, positive, cheerful words and phrases to describe how you feel. This is something that I did while working at Stater Brothers, um, a grocery store, because over the course of time, I really started to listen to what people would say. Like, I was like, um, you know, everyone would always be like, how are you doing today? The customers would ask, how are you doing today? You know, a lot of my coworkers at the time would be like, I'm doing good. You know, every now and then, you you know, I'm, get, I'm getting I'm doing great and stuff like that. But I noticed that the vocabulary that we were using was of, the, of just good. OK, great. Those are the only three things that I heard. And not that there's anything wrong with those three phrases. It's just I saw that there was an area that I can improve in. And I didn't see many people taking action on that. And I was saying something that really enlightened the way that I felt. It changed how I felt, but it didn't only change how I felt. This word that I used, it became the only thing I started to say when people asked me how I was doing. Um, it, I, it didn't only improve how I felt. I saw a difference in how other people responded to how I used the word and, and how on um, how they felt. And they would even say, I want to feel that way. And this word was amazing. You know, they would ask me, and I'm pretty sure I've said this in the past at some time, but, you know, they would ask me, uh, how are you doing today? I would say, I'm doing amazing. How are you doing today? And they'd be like, well, I'm, I wish I was doing as good as you. And I'd be like, whoa, didn't expect it. Didn't even know it before reading this book. But use cheerful words and phrases to describe how you feel. It will not only make you feel better, it will help that person as well. And it just makes everyone feel better. Number two, use bright, cheerful, favorable words and phrases to describe other people. So if you ever have the chance to describe another person, whether that be a family member or a friend or even a little homie Megatron over here, you want to use positive words. Hey, little homie, meow. you're amazing, bro. Thank you for being in my life. You're an amazing cat, bro. So when you can, use bright, cheerful, favorable words and phrases to describe other people. And we're going to also apply this to other things such as an animal, such as Megatron. Let's get it. Number three, use positive language to encourage others, right? This, this plays a part with number one and two, using positive words to describe how you feel and to describe other people. Now you want to use positive words to uplift people. If somebody, if you could tell that people um, or somebody that you know may not be in a good state of mind, they may not be thinking in a certain way to get things done or just even ha- enjoy their day. Be a motivational speaker to them. The best way you could do this is, of, of course, having... That motivation inside of yourself to then be like, you know what? Today's going to be an amazing day. It's how you start your day off. And it's going to help that person as well. So, yeah, use positive language to encourage others, man. Whenever you can, keep thinking in a certain way and you'll get there. Nobody is stopping you. Literally, our thoughts are the only thing that's going to stop us from getting anything done if we're not thinking the right thoughts. And number four, use positive words to outline plans to others. What is this one really going on?
you want to speak positivity into the air at any moment that you can to ensure that whatever plans to get in certain task or goal done will get completed based off of how you're speaking based off of the positivity that you find within any situation that you encounter use a positive mindset so use pos- use positive words to outline plans to others you can do it and this next portion of the book that we will be diving in is very important because it helps us to see the future versus what current state is. And this is also something that I've learned in the uh, science of getting rich to never look at my current situation with, with disappointment, but to express gratitude for where I'm currently at. And that'll help propel you further than just sitting there thinking a disappointing negative attitude. So see what can be, not just what is. And here are four examples to illustrate this point, you guys. Number one is what gives real estate value? Now, this is something that I'm actually I'm, I'm so happy and grateful that I follow real estate agents because I'm able to see like how some of the best in certain areas around just the country for more so how they do their job. And a lot of what they do is they they're giving the, the real estate like the homes, the property, the land, they're putting value more value into it based off of how they're simply uh, simply seeing it so it follows along the line with see what can be not just what it not just what is and what i see a lot of these real estate agents do based off of simply looking at their stories on instagram you guys i'm talking about listen if you're looking for people out there that are in the field um that you're trying to uh, be in or whatever the case may be for whatever it is that you're trying to do in life right your path i'm i'm like guaranteeing you that there's somebody out there who puts that content out there for you to be able to see how somebody is where you want to be probably like 10 years down the line from where you're currently at or at least a couple of years. And I'm looking at real estate agents. There's three of them that right now I see there. I can look at their stories right now. They're on there talking about this property, that property, how I do this, how I do that. But what I'm really seeing is they're giving the real estate value by the way that they speak about it. Right. I have this one guy. Um. All he does, he puts himself in the in the shot of the camera, right? And he's all around the house. He shows the house and, and um, shows you all the beautiful details. But then he gives you a short dialogue on all of the appliances. And he brings it to life with the enthusiasm that he has in his voice. And he does this for every single house. For crying out loud, I was riding my bike yesterday. And I saw a sign on one of the houses. And I, was, I just saw a video on IG about this. So I thought that was the most... I thought I didn't know how to like... Like comprehended. Of course, social media is a very powerful tool, but it really helped bring things full circle for myself because it's something that I'm doing is real estate, um, getting into the uh, real estate business so I can, of course, be in that career path. And I was just like, wow, yo. And Mr. David J. Schwartz leaves us with this brilliant, beautiful quote. Visualization adds value to everything. If people cannot see it, right? If you remember in my last podcast, we are creatures that see in pictures and images. If we don't, un- if we can't visualize what it is that we want, we won't really want that item, right? If we can't see it. When I say visualization adds value to everything, if you can help, and this this applies to business, we're talking about business now. If you can make your customers or your potential clients see, right? If you can make them see the the benefit in this property, in this product, in this service, that's everything. That's why it's important to have a brand. I didn't understand that, right? I was kind of just doing these things, right, over the past two uh, 
uh, one and a half years, two years. I was kind of just doing this stuff, not actually understanding what it was I was doing. It goes along the lines with what Bob Proctor was saying. He found all this success right in just the business that he was doing. He didn't even understand why he did it or how he did it. And that's why he started to break these things down into a lot of the books that are out there in the world now. Again, another one of those books being The Science of Getting Rich that I've seen in his bookshelf on one of his, on, on his videos. Great book, you guys. And I will be getting in the podcast after I'm done with this book. But visualization adds value to everything. Don't like write that down. Do not forget it. Visualization adds value to everything. Let's get it. Now we're going to get into number two so that we can see what can be, not just what is. And number two is... How much is a customer worth, right? Now, I get excited for something like this because you could judge people based off of how they look simply and lose business because of that, because of your viewpoint, because of the thoughts that you have from looking at another person. Or you could simply look past that and treat everybody the same, which will probably bring you 10 times the amount of business. And um, I find this an, an important thing to actually apply in your life in every aspect because you never know who you could be dealing with. You never know who could walk through that door or you never know who might contact you for business, right? And simply based off of your response, simply based off of the worth that you put on each single person, right? But I want to jump into something real quick, right? In previous episodes on this very book that we're currently reading, we learned this one very important thing from just chapter three, which was two episodes ago, right? Every human being is important. Step number two it says, how much is a customer's worth, right? You think a customer is another, is a, is a human being. Every human, be- um, every human being is important. So you should treat everybody with the same level of respect that you do with anybody else. You know, you shouldn't treat this customer different because of whatever the case may be or that customer different because of whatever the case may be. You treat everybody with the same amount of enthusiasm, right? And service that you're providing, especially if you're in a business, especially for business, period. No matter no matter what the job um, that is, if you're, if you're dealing with people in general, you treat everybody with the same amount of respect, courtesy, and service. This is something that I've, 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 um, I've had to learn how to, you know, it, 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 a lot of the jobs that I've had in the past, they've taught me that I need to maintain my enthusiasm. But again, it's a lot of the books that I've read and I've finally decided to start talking about this stuff that actually, you know, it brings more enthusiasm, more joy to continuously bringing that enthusiasm behind everything that I do. Every cold call that I do for real estate, every time I get a call from a customer or a potential client, I, I'm like, you know, I pick up the phone and this is what I say because I'm treating everybody the same, especially when I know people call me on my work line because I got two. I got a personal I got a personal phone number and a business phone number, right? Because you don't want people calling you on your same personal line. That would be like too much, right? So you, when people call me on my business line, I'm like, hello, this is Brandon Rosanne speaking, right? I've kind of like implemented that phrase, that way of saying it into my mind, no matter what my emotional state may be at that moment. And something that I'm do, uh, I've learned from another book, because um, we're talking about, right, the worth of a customer. You want to treat everybody the same, even if it's not like this applies to life. There is no set price that you could put on, a, on another human being, right? I'm taking this from chapter three. It's asking me, how much is a customer worth? There is no worth. There's no, you don't put a price tag on another human being. Everybody is, is, is as important as the next person. We're all alive. We're all here together. Nobody's worth this number. Like there, there shouldn't be that thought. There shouldn't be this, that thing, right? So this applies to business. You want to treat everybody the same. You want to give everybody the same level of enthusiasm. Boom. So this is number three, the case of the blind milkman. How do, are you seeing the world? 
right? See what can be, not just what is. If you see, if you've been to Skid Row, you can sit there and be like, this place is doomed, right? And that just the way that word doom just brings just uh, it's not the greatest word. Or you could sit here and say this needs to be reconstructed just like the world. And, you know, I've seen many things where I'm seeing plastic all over on some of these um, social media platforms. I'm seeing that there's oceans with ocean shores just full of plastic. I'm like, this is just, I mean, even at, I was at the I was at the um, where I went to the I was down in Long Beach not too long ago. And I'm looking over the I'm looking over this rail and I see all this plastic in the water. I'm like, yo, what the heck, bro? If we want difference, we got to change that stuff, man. And we, it all starts from just the positive thought process that we have into it. And if we, as individuals, continue to think on a positive line, right, and continue to hold our focus onto one thing that we want and to continue to help and put positivity into the world, we can totally reconstruct this world, right? But we have to think of it as a world that is coming of in a better way. Number four. What determines how much you're worth? This is going to be an interesting one, you guys. And again, this is like, this is why books are important. Oh my goodness, this is why books are important. Because it'll give you a, a, a sense, uh, uh, it'll give you hope inside. It'll give you a sense of self-worth. I mean, we're getting into it. This is how to think big, you guys. You got to think bigger than your current place to evolve, to actually change. Our thoughts are the only thing that will actually make us move forward. You have to remember that. That's why I preach, read, 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 read. You're missing out on so many different things that people have put in books that explain how to get this certain thing done or how to get this certain type of feeling that are there in lines of a page, pages, man, that will teach you how to do it. Books, man. Books. And it's helped me with my own self-worth. There's been times when I see myself, I look at myself in the mirror, and I say, and I'll just, my thoughts are just completely different from what I know I want, but I'm thinking this thought. And when I start reading, I look at myself and I'm confident. I'm just, it's a simple mindset change. It literally happened like this. Like that. It feels like that. Reading books did change that thought process. But this is an interesting quote on page 88 of The Magic of Thinking Big by David J. Schwartz. People who don't have much look at themselves as they are now. So, yeah, like I said, if you're looking in the mirror and you're just like, okay, well, this is just what it is, right? uh, Obviously, yes, it just is what it is. But what is your thought process towards that? Because this is the next thing I'm going to say, right? It isn't what one has that's important. Rather, it's how much one is planning to get that counts. Does not matter what's in your life right now. It really doesn't. You can't sit here and look at what you currently have and tell yourself that whatever the case may be, you might have everything in the world and you're still telling yourself something, right? Doesn't matter. It's just material objects that produce thought processes in our mind. We've created all these things that we see in our life. When it comes to cars, when it comes to houses, when it comes to just social statuses, we created all these things. So you don't have to allow yourself to feel down. Because of the things that we've created, you can create in your own mind, your own thought process about it and get where you want. That's literally how we have to do it. But there's so much stuff out there that it could be hard to hold your thoughts and allow yourself to be okay with where you're at right now. And I'm not saying that you're in a bad place or in a good place. I'm just saying where you are currently right now, right? Where you are right now, right? But it's about what you are planning for that's actually going to get you. That, that's that's what that's all that counts. What you're planning for is what counts, not what you have in your life right now. Again, you can have everything in the world and still see yourself down, or you can have literally nothing and still see yourself down. But it's about what are you planning next, 
What are you planning toward? What are you going for? And this is actually something that, because I read a lot, I read uh, really f- uh, far off into the chapters before I actually come back and do these podcasts. I'm all the way in chapter 12 of this book right now, right? And that talks about goals. But we got to have goals, baby. Because, it's, again, I'm going to say it, it's, isn't what one has that's important. Rather, it's how much one is planning to get that counts. Here is how you can develop your power to see what can be, not just what is, on page 89 of The Magic of Thinking Big. And number one is practicing to add value to things, right? And value is just some of your thought process, something positive. You could put something on the wall that says an affirmation. You could be looking at an empty lot, right? I look at a lot. Uh, I look at this guy on Instagram. I post him on my story a lot who posts about um, investing in homes. He'll see a house that is basically... It just is, it, the house doesn't look all that great, right? But he'll buy that house for like $300,000. He'll tear that house down and then he'll put apartment buildings on that and start making millions. And I'm like, whoa, that is some big thinking, right? That's huge thinking. Thinking outside of the box. Not, oh, this is, you know, I'm going to just get this $300,000 house and, um, you know, not do anything with it. He tears it down and has plans for the future to make something that will make him like quadruple the amount of money versus what it was actually worth. He wants the land, if anything. So you got to think big. Practice adding value things. Add value to the homes that you see, to the uh, communities that you're in. It's thought processes. It's how we think, you guys, literally. There's people out there that have done these things. Who are different people who have changed their communities, who have changed our world? Right. Kobe Bryant, for instance, man, just the way he talks. If you listen to a podcast on how he talks about the world, come on, add value to things. Our creativity is what will change it. That's it. Number three, practice adding value to yourself. This is something that, again, I struggle with around the age of 17, where I just wasn't really saying positive things about myself. I even had journals where if I went back right now, I saw the most it was it wasn't it was just negative. I'm like, why am I saying these things? Why they were they were my thoughts. They were the things that I was focusing on. I wasn't journaling. I wasn't letting out all these emotions that I had, right? And I wasn't adding value to myself. I was harming myself with the thoughts and the words that I was using and the things that I was focusing on versus now where I focus on reading things that add value to me. I only write positive things out. Right. I refuse to continuously let negative things corrupt my mind. If I don't like it, I don't mess with it. Period. It's gone. I only keep positive things in my sphere so that way I can grow. So that way my thoughts continue to produce positivity. So that way I can be consistent with the content that I create. So number three, practice adding value to yourself. That was a good one. Oh, that was a good one. But I just gave you, or more so, David J. Schwartz just gave you many different ways. And all I tried to do here was to bring it more to life by creating it in a podcast. And I have to thank that the author of this book because I am so thankful that this was created, right? And I have to thank Anna Crystal, my girlfriend, for introducing me to this book because it has helped change the way I feel about myself tremendously. It's such a beautiful book. I highly recommend that you guys read it. But again, practice being a big thinker, right? Practice being a big thinker. So we will end here today, you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today. I really much appreciate it. Next week, we will be getting into it. Other than that, you guys have an amazing day. Peace out.